some fantastic adults here with us from Lakeshore Intergenerational School. They're going to introduce themselves. Uh, I am Mr. Crenshaw L, a.k.a. Mr. C, and I am the refining fifth and sixth grade math teacher. And I'm Brooke King. I'm the executive director of the Intergenerational Schools. And thank you very much for joining us today. Could both of you share your experiences with the students and their art making and what you've thought about this? So one thing that I've noticed is that students were able to express themselves in ways that you normally wouldn't see inside of a math class or that you normally wouldn't see in the ELA subject because they picked the subject that they wanted to talk about that meant something to them. For example, uh, Mr. Nixon, he chose about hockey and not just about hockey, but his experience in hockey as a black hockey player. Um, you had other experiences that were very telling. I read a couple of them and they were very moving. We got to learn more about our students in ways that they probably normally wouldn't bring up, and they were able to express it in a way that was very creative. And I, I love to see it. I love the fact, Mr. C, that you brought up Mr. Vincent, because his mother made this very clear that ever since he was a little boy, she refers to him as Mr. Sir and Doctor, because he she never wants him to mistake who he is, that he needs to come into his own. In regards to the students, you said you saw them express themselves in different ways. Did you see any changes at all in like how they understood themselves or what it was that they were uh, researching or looking into? I found that they were more expressive about different topics that we talked about specifically more in morning meeting um, or advisory. So the other day, they really wanted to talk about um, the shooting that happened in Nashville. So we had a conversation about guns and whether teachers should have guns, and they handled it with maturity, I think in large part, because they already had to express themselves with a lot of maturity and a lot of, uh, I guess, difficult conversations that they had to have with themselves and they were able to have it with the rest of their classmates in a very elegant way and a very insightful way. It's inspiring to know that the students were able to handle themselves differently because they were engaged in this process. So they were able to support their claims, they were able to articulate their thoughts in a meaningful way and know that their voices actually matter. Would you like to Tell us, Brooke, about your experiences with the art and going to the museum. Sure. Um, I was able to see the progression of the project when Krista first started coming to work with the students. And I think one of the things that struck me was that um, sometimes you see the students surprise themselves and what Krista, what you were able to do is really draw that out, um, let them see what they were actually capable of. And some of the most um, striking and meaningful art came out of some of the students that don't typically um, volunteer to 
you know, be the spokesperson or offer up how they're feeling or um, they may not be the kind of extroverts of the group. But the way that this project was structured and the way, you know, it, it had an academic component in really helping students develop their literacy and writing skills and just their organizational skills of organizing their thoughts and figuring out how to um, how to be heard and how to have it be very compelling. Um, and then when they put all of that into a piece of unique individual art, and th I think they were a little shocked that this what didn't just mean here are some paints and some paper. It literally meant multimedia. Um, you know, you had mentioned something about, I think, Douglas, that he thought about putting himself in the art. And you were able to show him, like, you take a picture of yourself and let's do that and put that in the piece. And the way that they, the way that that manifested was so amazing, seeing these visuals of Douglas in his um, unique piece. I just think that they surprised themselves. Um you know, I love to see some of the um, quieter kids really just blossom through this kind of project. And then they just gain so much um, confidence. And um, I, I just think that that whole seeing that whole thing happen was such a, it was a, really a, a privilege for all of us to be a part of it. So one thing I just want to comment on is none of this would be possible if the people who work here, including both of you, were not supportive and open to this work because there isn't an actual answer or response that we're looking for. It's open. And sometimes that can be a little scary for people because we think the answer is C. And so children were really struggling through this process because they wanted to know what exactly do I need to do? What should it look like? And the support from all of you was incredible. And it wouldn't be possible if you weren't open-minded, if you weren't encouraging curiosity. That, that just made this an amazing process. I totally appreciate that because we, we often say that some of our best programs, whether they're intergenerational programs or this type of community-based program, cannot be prescribed because then you're basically putting boundaries on something and the students will always show you that they can exceed those <laughs> expectations. They can think in ways that we can't think. And so to allow them that full reign, um, you know, really as we've seen here, makes the, the end product so much better than any of us adults could have planned for or prescribed in any way. And I completely agree with that. It was definitely eye-opening. When they came back with their final art pieces and showed it to me, I was like, oh, you had that in you? Um, it was very, very impressive. And I got to see what happens when they take something 100% of the way. Um, I think the, the, the most important part of this process is that the kids were able to take something that they did, and it just didn't stay inside the classroom it went somewhere and that is something that kids always talk about is 
what does this mean? What is the purpose of this? Well, this isn't going anywhere. This is only going to be a grade. This is only going to be on paper. Well, to take something, an idea, put it on paper and then turn it into an art and then turn it into something that can be inside a museum or even something that they talk about in a podcast is making sure that, like Miss King said, that their work is meaningful. And I think that was the most important part of this. I don't know if you want this or not, or if this is, and this is really probably up to Seamus too, because you can bleep this out, right? You can just edit this out. But I have to say, even when they went on their field trip, so, so we got to see their pieces in the Akron Art Museum in the evening at a special exhibit. I mean, that was a really cool, special um, experience. They then went on a field trip to go see their art and other pieces. And to be quite honest, it was a disaster. And their behavior was off the wall. And, um, you know, they, they are um, early middle school <laughs> children. And this is part of the growing and learning and development process. Um, the, the fact that it did go wrong, and they made some poor choices, and we were able to come back. I didn't go on the field trip, but when they came back, we had a lot of um, kind of group discussions about what had occurred and their behavior, and it wasn't everybody, as usual. It's like certain people in different degrees, but even those discussions and processing the experience um, I think was a really important learning experience for everyone, the kids who did everything they were supposed to do and the kids who made some poor choices but um, wanted to kind of make things right after really reflecting on it. So I know that that's not one of our like proudest moments of this project, but I do think it's important because it's raw. It's part of how we learn. It's part of you know this whole process of being a child and and messing up and that is the only way that we move forward is by that kind of reflection and um you know i just think that that although it wasn't our proudest moment <laughs> was um turned into a learning opportunity for these kids and these kids are good i mean they are inherently good um, they're good, they're smart, they can do better, and they know that when they mess up, they can do better. <laughs> and that's, you know, we just need them to carry that out into the world. Hi, this is Seamus O'Hara. I'm the interim principal of Lakeshore. Intergenerational school. So our question to you, Seamus, is what did you think of this art process? And did you see at all any influence it had on students and their academic and social-emotional growth? When I came to this school, because I came into the year a little bit late, these art projects had already been completed as far as the artwork itself. But a lot of the process processing afterwards and the facilitation of understanding afterwards was was during my time here. Uh, I was very impressed because, to be honest with you, I expected to maybe see some cutesy pieces on, 
not bullying each other. And, uh, you know, I'm going to flex my muscle a little bit here. I went to art school after, uh, after high school. I went to school of visual arts. So I know a thing or two. And uh, I was blown away. I mean, the actual artistry to some of these pieces, like Octavia's thing about, I think that was the one with the boat, right? With the slave ship. Yeah, that was absolutely, uh, you know, a magnificent piece. Um, and then even though it didn't happen during my time, when I do have to deal with students' social-emotional needs or disciplinary issues as the principal, uh, I have found that at times when I know that the piece that they worked on, um, what it looks like, or how they feel about it and the impact it had on them, I'm able to leverage that in our conversations to get a better understanding of where they're at, where they want to be, the outcomes that they want for their lives, and put that sort of in context of what they were discovering. So it's, it, it, it was a very helpful thing as a principal to have my student population indulge in such an experience. And is this something that you think you would like to see carried on in the future? And if, if yes, why? And if no, why not? I would say absolutely, and not just here, but hopefully the other two intergenerational schools will be able to experience at least some part of this program or, or something. I also think expanding it, we primarily worked with the refining stage here, so fifth and sixth graders, um, but I think expanding it beyond and going um, into the seventh, eighth grade and some of the primary students, so kindergarten, first, and second, were able to do some of the art pieces, too. I think expanding, this could be something that is um, developmentally appropriate and um, just kind of... Uh, it's enriching. It's enriching, and a program like this can bring out the best in students who are having struggles in other areas of their life or in school. Um, and so I think, you know, it, this can be modified to be developmentally appropriate across all of the age span and can really be beneficial in helping our students find their voice. I concur. And is there anything you would like to add before we conclude this session? Uh, I'm just really proud of everything that I'm seeing with this whole effort, with what the students are able to produce, um, the types of pride that I see coming out of them when they're recognized for the great work that they're doing on this, um, again, translates well into finding their own voice and becoming the person that they're meant to be, becoming their real self and becoming their, their best selves. Uh, and I'm just in, forever indebted to Krista Baskey for bringing this to our school and for being patient with us because I even think at the beginning, you know, um, we brought all of our teachers to a gallery to learn about the program and there was some hesitance. There was some uh, apprehension uh, from a teacher perspective. You know, some teachers feeling like, "Oh my gosh, how do I how do I add this on to everything that I already am doing?" But as you know, we're newbies and weren't really sure what this actually would look like. And as it unfolded. Other teachers who were not part of it or who didn't sign up to be part of it, I think even saw the benefit of it and saw that, um, you know, if we can, if we can use this, you know, writing and, and different um, media and art to bring out who a student really is and what they really feel, 
that is part of building this relationship with each and every student, which is only going to help them be successful in the classroom too. And so I think, um, I think I, I appreciate you for being patient with us as we didn't, we didn't really know what to expect and um, for being a true champion of every single student that you met, um, regardless of their background or certain behaviors on certain days. You never gave up and you never um, made a judgment of a child based on, you know, something that they maybe <laughs> shouldn't have chosen to do. Um, and that's really what we're here for. This is part of their their um, growth and, you know, another loving, caring adult is, um, we're just really grateful for that. Well, I'm grateful for the opportunity, but what's really important is that I wanted to model for the students what I wanted them to do for themselves. Don't give up on you. There's the answer isn't C, and yeah. it's okay if things change in the process. Yeah. That's what life is, yeah. and it's okay if we have bumps. We're going to make it through it, and we're going to do it together. So it's creating a culture, a community where we are really there for each other, and we can be vulnerable. We could take risks, and it's okay. So hopefully that translated into their opportunities or beliefs that they could actually do this work. So thank you very much for affording me that opportunity. And I get to continue working with students here, and it's been phenomenal. We're lucky to have you. All right. Thank you for coming to Voices Matter. This was fun. <laughs>